Welcome to The Code, your guide to health and human performance. I'm your host, Dr. Andrew Fix from Physio Room, a performance-based rehab facility here in Denver. On this podcast, we're going to explore the key areas of your life that impact your overall health and wellness, from sleep hygiene and stress management to nutrition, movement, relationships, and more. We bring you conversations with industry experts and top performers to share strategies they have for cracking the code on health and human performance. Now let's get to today's show. What's going on, guys? Dr. Andrew Fix back here for another episode on The Code. Thank you so much for tuning in, joining me for this episode. And I hope you're as fired up as I am this morning because I'm pumped about this brief episode. Um, Not only I've got my Packers gear on, playoff week green bay packers are heading down to dallas we'll see if they can pull off the upset um you know who knows dallas looks great this year especially playing at home so whenever this episode ends up coming out i don't know what the outcome of the game will be but we're keeping our fingers crossed today and we're wearing the gear in support but uh man you guys i am fired up for this conversation because and pardon my language in advance I saw some stupid shit on the internet this morning or this week, and um, I just can't. I just can't keep my mouth shut talking to people about this because the amount of misinformation that's out there in the national news and out there in society about fitness and about health and wellness is just mind-boggling, and I don't understand it. And you'll see me glancing up at my other screen. Because um, if you're watching this on YouTube at some point, because I have some of these things pulled up that I want to reference. And it just disappoints me to to see some of the fear mongering and the misinformation that's out there because people just don't understand how big of a blessing it is to be able to exercise and the profound positive impact that exercise and training and movement can have on our lives. And instead we, we talk about the dangers of it and you know, the dangers of exercise are so small, such a small percentage that um, to me, the pros outweigh the cons and it's not even close. It's like, it's like a seesaw where it could never get tipped the other way. So, you know, let's start talking about this because I saw something that, you know, only over the past couple of days and it's, January 14th, as of the recording of this, 2024. And um, this has only been out for a few days. So I saw this all over Instagram. There was some news story. And I don't know if this was news here in Colorado, what news outlet this was on. But literally, this is like a screenshot of somebody watching the news. And it says, bad exercises for people 50 and older. And the source says, Carolina Orthopedic and Neurological Associates. And the exercises that it lists are pull-ups, push-ups, squatting with weight, and deadlifts. So when I saw that, I just immediately kind of went silent and just started shaking my head because I just don't understand why we would spread that kind of message. And, you know, I think those of you that are probably tuning in to listen to this are going to fall on the same side of this conversation as I am. but why in the world would we be telling people and we'll say older adults even though 50 is not it's not that old um why would we be telling them that things like pull-ups push-ups squats and deadlifts are bad for them to do first of all all four of those movements are extremely useful valuable 
very functional activities for us to do. They're whole body exercises. So they're using multi joints. And what I mean, like a pull up is you're using your shoulders, your elbows, your shoulder blades, you're bracing your spine and you're pulling down or doing like a lat pull down movement. You're using a lot of different muscle groups. You're losing, using a lot of different joints. And, um, that's an extremely functional thing to be able to do. And what I mean by multi-joint, as opposed to think of like a biceps curl where you're just holding a dumbbell, you're curling it up. And that's what we call a single joint exercise. We're mostly just using the elbow, right? So same thing with push-ups, very functional, multi-joint. You're using a lot of different things at once. Once a lot of different muscles are sharing in the responsibility to do that. Squats and deadlifts. Arguably two of the most functional things that we can do. And things that, quite frankly, we have to do every single day. Nobody listening to this does not have to be able to squat or do deadlifts because all of us are picking things up off the floor, whether that's a shoe or a pet or a child, a bag of cat food. We've got two cats here in the house. Sometimes I buy a big bag of cat food and I have to pick it up off the bottom shelf at the grocery store. How in the hell am I going to be able to do that when I'm older than 50 if I don't ever do deadlifts? How am I going to pick up a 30-pound bag of cat food if I'm trying to go to Copco and I'm buying the biggest damn thing I can find so that I don't have to repurchase it every couple weeks? How am I going to be able to do that if I don't do deadlifts? And when we've got medical facilities like the Carolina Orthopedic and Neurological Associates spreading this shit on the news, it just gets me fired up and I'm, I'm just like banging my head against the wall. And I, I would love if this podcast could like get out to the world because this is ridiculous. You know, you know, people are looking at the news, people are watching the news, watching media for a source of information and a source of credibility. And then when we've got this stuff on there, it's just, it's just insane. Why are we, um, spreading this fear to people and letting like telling them that they shouldn't be doing things that are so functional if they're 50 and older all of us start to lose muscle called sarcopenia when we turn like 30 years old every year for the rest of our life we're gradually losing muscle and we need to train and we need to eat protein and we need to get sleep and manage our stress in order to reverse that and avoid that, right? We need to be able to maintain muscle mass on our frame so that we can stay lean, burn calories, continue to be super active into the later years of our lives. And if we don't do things like multi-joint movements that work our shoulders, work our core, work our legs, our hips, our knees, if we don't do that stuff, how in the world are we going to do that? We are not going to just sit around on our couches eating the crap that's on most of the shelves at the grocery store and maintain muscle and be able to live long, highly functioning, enjoyable lives. We need to be able to do squats because how are we going to get up and down out of chairs, low sofas? How are we going to get up and down off of the floor if we can't do a squat and a push-up, right? If we can't use our arms and our legs to help us get up and down, how are we going to be able to get up and down off the floor playing with our kids playing with our grandkids when we're 50 years old or older, if we stop doing those things, you guys, we're just not going to be able to do it. And I know this episode's turning into a little bit of a rant, but I'm just, 
I'm just so frustrated by seeing this stuff, knowing that so many people watch the news, so many people consume the content that's out there on the internet and on the television. And this is the crap that we're seeing. So my gosh, if you know somebody who like needs to hear this conversation or or if this makes them have more questions and if they don't, you know, I don't expect everyone to trust me just because you hear me on this conversation, I'd be happy to show you data that supports this because the other thing that pisses me off is there's no like research supported information that is below this. It just says these are bad exercises for people 50 and older and there's no like credible resource data. Like we have data out there that is talking about the benefits of exercise for older individuals, 70, 80 plus years old. We have so much data that talks about the sarcopenia and the muscle loss that I'm talking about and how incredibly safe resistance training is and the low likelihood of being hurt resistance training compared to doing other types of activities like sitting and working on a computer, for example, and not doing anything and how bad that is for our health. So I just don't understand deadlifts when done correctly, pushing through the floor, bracing our spine with an appropriate weight for that individual are one of the best exercises you can do for your, your back health or your confidence, right? How empowering does it feel when you can confidently and strongly pick something up off the floor and not hurt when you do it, man, that is builds some confidence. How empowering is it when you can knock out some push-ups or when somebody gets their first pull-up, right? Have you ever seen somebody who's, you know, trying to build their strength and build their, their uh, capacity from an exercise standpoint, be able to do their first pull-up and the smile that's on their face after they eke that out, whether that's a male or a female, it doesn't matter. It is, it is so cool to be able to see somebody do that squatting with weights. There's so many different ways that you can rack or hold the weight when you're doing a squat that could be held in your hands. That could be attached to a belt hanging below your waist. So it's not loading you actually through the spine. You do not have to have a barbell on your back or in a front, front squat, front rack position. You could hold kettlebells. You can hold kids and do a squat, right? My wife and I are going to be having a baby soon. I'm going to be doing squats with that kid, like in our living room while watching a football game so that I can hang out with my son and exercise and do the things that I want to do. It's just, I'm here to tell you, if you see this news article or if you hear people saying stuff like this, please just tell them this is a bunch of crap. This is not true. This is spreading fear and spreading concern to people who you know don't know any better, right? Somebody will read this and think, oh my gosh, this is coming from a medical place. I need to listen to this. I'd better not do any of these movements the older I get. And unfortunately for that person, what that's going to mean is they're just going to become less and less able to do the things that they need and want to be able to do the older that they get. Because we're going to get weaker. We're going to get sicker. And unfortunately, sometimes that's what it seems like the mainstream media and the mainstream medical system wants for us. They want to keep us weak, keep us sick, and keep us in this never-ending cycle of like, eat crappy food, don't take care of ourselves, take pharmaceuticals, go to the doctor, get surgeries that we don't need, and, and then just continue to do that over and over again, and then keep us alive, not able to live a life that's enjoyable. So 
this news article is crap. I hope you, you know, hear me when I say like, if you have questions about this or you have concerns about doing these types of movements for you or someone else that might be getting older, quote unquote, older, 50 plus years old, please ask me, please. Like, I am happy to send you the information, send you the research on this stuff. Uh, you won't be bothering me if you reach out about it. And then I want to highlight one more thing that also I was searching for this picture and I couldn't find it for a while. And I typed in on Google exercises that are bad for people that are 50 and older. And unfortunately, one of the first hits that pops up on the internet is this WebMD article. First of all, WebMD is not the end all be all. It's quick information on the internet that I'm going to tell you this particular reference also is crap. It's just like that news article. And it's written by somebody, I'm not going to name their name, but it's written by somebody who is a medical doctor who specializes in working with pediatrics. So first of all, I don't know why someone who specializes in working with pediatrics is writing an article about, about exercises that 50 plus year olds should avoid, because that's not her area of expertise. And then also, of course, this is just, I'm judging a book by its cover here. This is just by looking at the picture. This particular individual doesn't scream out to me by looking at their picture as somebody who is highly, um, highly skilled or highly competent in the way of like resistance training or lifting weights, because it doesn't look like they're the fittest individual in the world. Now, I'm not trying to judge anybody. I'm just trying to tell you what this exercise or what this uh, article says and why I don't agree with it. So some of the things that it lists off is some exercise you should avoid after 50. Leg extension machine, back extension on a Roman chair, behind the neck pull downs or pull ups, plyometric exercises, overhead presses, heavy weights, sprinting. Now, let's unpack that a little bit. Leg extensions, are they the most functional thing in the world? No, absolutely not. It does put a lot of uh, load and stress into the patellar tendon, into the into the knee. So I could get behind avoiding doing that with like excessive load or excessive weight. But if you're doing that appropriately and, and directed and you have it set up for you, there's no reason inherently that you need to avoid the leg extension machine. But it's not the most functional exercise in the world. How often are we sitting, pushing our shin out in front of us? You'd be much rather or much better off doing something like squats, for example. But then we have a contradictory other, other source telling us don't do those. So if we got one source telling us don't do leg extensions, we've got the other one telling us don't do squats. What the hell are we left to do? How are we supposed to work our quads, right? Like how are we supposed to work our legs when we have all these medical uh, sources telling us to avoid doing exercises that are meant to strengthen our legs? So um, go on and do your squats, folks. Um, back extensions on a Roman chair. This is, this is like a... Uh, a back extension, imagine you are using something called like a GHD. Um, again, there's nothing wrong inherently with working from a position of flexion to a position of extension to strengthen the muscles of your back. Of course, you want to be doing that appropriate for you. You want to be doing a range of motion and a load that you're prepared for and that you have the capacity and resilience to do. Of course, there are other things that you could do to strengthen your back such as a deadlift. This is why I wanted to bring this up because now we've got two medical sources, one telling us don't do back extension exercises and the other one telling us don't do deadlifts. Both great ways to strengthen our back. 
I would choose the deadlift if I had to pick one. But when you've got someone who doesn't know any better looking at these sources, what are they what are they to do? They have two medical sources telling them don't do exercises that strengthen their back. So then they don't do anything, right? Um, behind the neck pull downs or pull ups. Now I can get behind that one because I think it's more functional probably to do a pull down or a pull up where the bar or the handle hands are going to be in front of you. However, if you have the range of motion in your shoulders and in your thoracic spine to comfortably and safely do a pull down behind the back, behind the neck, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. Now, if your shoulders are getting into a forward rounded position, you're having to jar and push your head forward in order to make that work, then yeah, absolutely. Do those in front so that you can maintain a better position of your shoulders and better position of your spine along the way while doing strengthening. However, again, we have these two medical sources contradicting one another. So this says, try doing pull downs or pull ups instead in front of your neck. But then we have that other source that we mentioned at the beginning of this conversation that says, don't do pull ups. So again, what is somebody left to do who doesn't know any better in terms of function and fitness and exercise? And it's somebody who's just looking to our medical system and our news outlets where they gather large mainstream information. You've got people telling you don't do that. So what, what are they supposed to do? Well, my recommendation would be do pull-ups or do pull-downs and do things that are going to strengthen your arms and strengthen your shoulders. Plyometric exercises. It says in this article, avoid plyometric exercises. Now, they do a nice job where at the end here, it says, if you want to try jump training, do it with less intensity. The key is to find a balance where you challenge yourself and stay injury-free. Injury free. So again, plyometrics mean things where you're jumping, there's a little impact, you're landing. Um, think of like a box jump, for example. Those can be done safely, regardless of age. You just need to scale that to the level of capacity and physical readiness of the person, right? So if you have someone who has not jumped in years, it doesn't really matter how old they are. You shouldn't be starting them out with something that is too much for their for their capacity. We have individuals in the clinic that are doing box jumps onto like three and four inch high weights or, or boxes to start with because they want to be able to do that stuff, but they haven't done it in a while. So we're trying to slowly rebuild them back up to being able to do that stuff. It is safe to do plyometric exercises as long as you're being coached, progressed, and you're you're going about that the right way. Of course, if you haven't done something for a long time, you shouldn't go just all of a sudden try doing like a 24 or plus inch box jump. That does not make any sense. So, um, so don't be afraid of the exercise. Just make sure you scale that and grade that to what's appropriate for you. And then this is the one that really frustrated me is is the overhead presses part. Yes, shoulder pain, rotator cuff injuries are really common in uh, in our society. Well, part of the reason for that, you guys, is because we don't do things where we're putting our arm up over our head and we don't do things to continually strengthen the shoulder. So though rotator cuff injuries are common in people over 50, that doesn't mean we should avoid putting our arm over our head because there again, we need to be able to put our arms over our head. Imagine you have a child or a grandchild and you want to be able to lift them up and you want to be able to like smile at them and laugh with them or put them up on your shoulders. How in the world are you going to be able to do that the heavier that that kid gets if you never do anything where you're pushing weight up over your head? 
Well, if you don't, you're probably going to have pain with that movement. And it's going to hurt every time that you do that. How in the world are you going to go on a trip and put a fairly heavy suitcase in the overhead bin of the airplane? How are you going to load suitcases or, or luggage onto the top of your car if you're taking some massive road trip or something? If we never do overhead presses, we need to raise our arm up over our head. Sometimes do that with weight, even challenging weight, in order to strengthen our shoulder. Now, that doesn't mean if you haven't done that or if you have shoulder pain that you start there and you start just trying to heave heavy shit over your, over your head. You need to start with what's appropriate for you. You need to address the mechanical challenges that you have. You need to address the posture that probably looks like crap so that you can get yourself into a better position to do that. Okay. And then this is the final statement I'm going to mention that just, this is the reason why I'm, uh, you know, why I'm so frustrated with this article that says those over 50 should avoid heavy weights. Lifting weights is a great way to build muscle strength, but when you're over 50, there's no reason to push yourself too hard. And that's what frustrates me. No reason. Try a slightly lighter weight that you can do safely for 10 to 12 reps. Now, I'm not opposed to somebody using a weight that they can do safely for 10 to 12 reps. That's a great idea. However, when it says there is no reason to push yourself too hard and that you should not lift heavy weights, that's ridiculous because we just got done talking about how all of us lose muscle, right? As we age, we lose muscle. We need to be able to push ourselves in the gym and in life in order to maintain that and gain that as we age. How are you going to be able to pick something up that is heavy without fear or risk of hurting yourself if you never do that, right? How if, you know, this is a, this is a scary example, but if you're older and you're living with your spouse or you have, or maybe you're 50 and you're living with one of your elderly parents and they fall and they don't have the ability to get themselves up. Now let's assume they didn't really get hurt in this fall, but they fell, they're on the floor and they don't have the ability to get themselves up. If you never push yourself and lift things that are heavy, how in the hell are you going to help them get up off the floor? With Especially without concern of hurting yourself. First of all, you're probably not because people, when they're struggling to be able to get themselves up off the floor and they don't have the strength to do it, they're very heavy, right? Maybe that person weighs 150 to 250 pounds. You're right. I don't know how big this person is, but I weigh close to 200 pounds. So if I'm not helping at all, somebody who never pushes themselves to lift heavy is not picking me up off the floor, right? Like you're not going to be able to pick up 200 pounds if you never lift anything close to that. So when this thing says there's no reason to push yourself too hard, well, I'm going to push back because I think there's a lot of reasons that we should be pushing ourselves. One is we want to be able to do active, fun stuff the older that we get, right? As we age, I don't want my like level of living my life to continue to go down just because I'm getting older. I want to be able to do stuff, right? So many people spend years and years in their life, in their career, working. And then when they retire, they can't do anything anyways because their body, they don't have the physical function to do it. So they aren't able to enjoy all the time they have in life because they're working. And then they can't enjoy the life that they have after their retirement year because they, they didn't take care of themselves along the way, right? There's a lot of reasons to push ourselves. 
We want to be able to do things. We want to be able to play with our grandkids. We want to be able to dance and move and go on trips with our spouse or our loved ones. We want to have the confidence to be able to do hard shit, do hard things, no matter how old we are. And I'm not saying we shouldn't be doing like we should just be doing things without thinking about the the capacity and the tolerance that we have. Of course, we have to be resilient. You need to, you need to be smart and do what your body is capable of doing, and then gradually, continually try to stack one brick on top of the other and move that needle forward. Right? We're not trying to, you know, have somebody who has not lifted in years go do something for like a one rep max. That doesn't make any sense. We're going to slowly, gradually build that person up in a safe way, so that we reduce the risk of injury. We improve the strength and the confidence and the resilience that they have so they can do all the activities that they want to do. So just remember, when you see something out there that's from a a medical source, you see something on the news, especially when it doesn't have neither of these things, have like sources or references that that they cite. Like there's no research articles or anything listed after this um, on this WebMD article or on that news piece where they were saying, don't do pushups, pull-ups, squats, or deadlifts. So be skeptical and, and like really ask challenging questions. When you see this stuff out there, you need to question it because everything that you see on the news, we know that that's not true. The news is out there spreading like misinformation and a lot of it's bad news anyways. I mean, quite frankly, I don't watch the news and I wouldn't have seen this if someone didn't post it on the internet and post this on Instagram. But I just want to challenge you and encourage you to, you know, be skeptical and just really think deeply about the things that are you're seeing out there. And if you really think about it, does it make sense? Because, man, so many people have a lot of common sense. And when you read something like that, like, does that even make sense to you? Avoid squatting, avoid deadlifting. Avoid doing push-ups and pull-ups. Exercises that, when done correctly, are super safe, can really build the confidence and the capacity to live an enjoyable life that someone has. And um, that's what I want for myself and for all of you. Okay, so I hope you go out there and do some of those movements today. I'm actually going to go hit a workout myself. I'm going to go do these things just just in spite of this article. And um, I hope you do too. I really appreciate you tuning in to listen to this episode of The Code and listen to me get so fired up because this is the stuff that, you know, this is one of the reasons we're doing this podcast so we can get this information out there to people, build their confidence and um, and see them live the ultimate life. So we'll catch you guys next time on another episode of The Code. If you've not done so already and you haven't closed this page, please wait. We would love it if you could go drop a review on this podcast. We do have a goal of trying to get this show up to 200 five-star reviews so we can spread this information to more and more people. So scroll down to the bottom of, uh, of wherever you're listening to this podcast and please drop a review on there. We would really appreciate it. And we'll catch you guys next time. Hey guys, Dr. Andrew Fix from Physio Room here. Thanks again for tuning in to listen to us on The Code. Really appreciate your time. And for that, I want to share a special offer from Physio Room extended to you guys. So if you want to have an opportunity to work with us at Physio Room for any fitness, performance rehab, pain relief, whatever that might be, when you reach out to us to schedule your appointment in person or virtual, we're going to offer you 20% off for being a code listener. So just be sure to mention that you heard about it on the podcast and we will make sure to extend that offer to you. We look forward to working with you. Thank you so much, guys.